This is the Star Wars you get from Wish.com. <laughs> the Star Wars we have at home. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Tonight, we're talking about the Book of Bubble Fed, Episode 5, starring the Mandalorian. <laughs> Tonight, we've got Dot Chris and Jay's Mac joining us. Let's get into it. This current episode that just came out is way better than the rest of the series. Um, I was like, you know, I was probably like 35 minutes in and I'm like, wait, I haven't seen Boba Fett in this TV show about him yet. Why? Where is he? I was like, you know what? Don't care. I was like, story about Mando, so much more compelling. I think I'm trying to enjoy the book of Boba Fett as much as possible. Um, I thought it would be a lot cooler the way that it was set up at the end of the Mandalorian, him taking the throne and kind of sitting there. And I'm like, all right, this, this show's going to, you know, this is, this is going to be cool. He's going to be a badass. And really it's just a bunch of posturing and it's like all politics and stuff. We're back to the galactic uh, Senate or whatever it was. Right. We're back to all the boring stuff, I think. Uh, but until he actually has a war with the pikes and then I'll be happy. Um, but I was happy with this turnout. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, uh, what do you think about this episode compared to the other ones or, or just it by itself? What's your take? So here's, what's really funny is that like we started watching the Mandalorian and everyone was like, I'm waiting for Boba Fett. And now everyone's watching <laughs> Boba Fett and we were like, Oh, shit. waiting for the Mandalorian. And he showed up and I was like, this is one amazing episode of the Mandalorian, but there are only seven episodes of the book of Boba Fett. And the one episode that kicks has literally nothing to do with what came before the previous four episodes. Yeah. You take an episode that just completely stands on its own and it rocks so friggin' hard. Uh, I think I, I said it to you guys before. It's basically the most Star Wars thing that's ever Star Wars. A Star Wars. Like, <laughs> holy crap. Uh, loved it. But we'll get we'll get into all that anyways. Serge, what about you? How are you feeling? Oh man, uh, I, I think that this series as a whole so far was just undone by this one episode. <laughs> it was just undone by this one episode. It's incredible. How do you have a show constructed like this in the writers' room, the directors' room? You have so many great names attached to this property, and you you put this thing out. You know what the episodes are. And then you put out this episode, <laughs> that slap, that deliver, that in the previous uh, review on, on episode four was like, yo, this next episode, it has to slap, it has to come in, it has to have some spice, it has to be that guy, it's got to be that dude, it's got to lead us through into the next, into tomorrow. And it was, I was I was watching this thing like, holy crap, I agree with Chris, it's, it's really Star Wars-y. I was sitting there like, this is incredible this is this is star wars i feel like gordon ramsay you know since everyone on twitch is watching ramsay now it's just like this is what we've been screaming for this is the flavor we've wanted the whole time you f***ing donut yeah you yeah. donut <laughs> why couldn't you deliver this i was thinking of like when we were talking about star wars visions how like the two of us were like okay like there are lightsabers in every episode where are the the lasers where are the spaceships and and like that's what that's what I was thinking about in this episode. I was like, yes, like this is something that stands on its own. Like this gives me all of the Star Wars I want outside of a lightsaber. Yeah. Is all in this one episode. I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got the world building, you've got the aesthetics, you've got the incredible shots, you've got the interesting characters. It, it just felt like Star Wars and not like a, a caricature of a show that's trying to be Star Wars. Because who was it that, that told me that they were watching the book of Boba Fett and their uncle walked by or their family members just like, oh, this is... And they're watching for a little bit and they're like, oh, this seems kind of like a, like a knockoff of like Star Wars. 
And I was like, holy oh, crap. God. What, a, what a review. What a quick review, because that's what, what it feels like. But This is the Star Wars you get from Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Star Wars we have at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's it's incredible because this episode, like, starts us off, right? And I love episodes that just get us through right out of the gate, right? Like, this episode starts off with us in some sort of butcher shop, and then through the plastic curtains, it reveals the Mandalorian Din Djarin. I'm like, what? We're all we're here? Oh my god, I can't believe it. This is what we're doing. Okay, because in the last review I said, are we going to have another flashback until he meets Mando? We, we, we already know he met Mando, but no. This this episode said, hey, here's a Mandalorian, here's Din Djarin, let's start going. What did you guys think of that review? What was your reaction? Like, holy crap, really? I was, I was expecting the Mandalorian to be there, right? Because they set it up by the audio in the former episode. Um, so I was like, they have to have him there. I wasn't expecting the whole damn episode to be a setup for what's happening in the last two episodes. I think that part's a little weird, by the way, is that like they took a lot of time explaining how to build a new ship and everything like that and all that jazz, which I enjoyed. That's weird as an intro to bring somebody back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was not surprised that they were going to bring him into the episode. Uh, I was just very surprised on how they did it and how they just ignored the rest of the fucking characters uh, in it. Which, again, happy about. Totally fine. Yeah, it's, it's such an odd choice, right? Like, here we have uh, basically a really good episode of The Mandalorian in yeah. a series about Boba Fett. And, it, 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 and th- there's there's no Boba. <laughs> and it's good. Like it had more engaging story beats in one episode. And keep in mind, that one episode had a 10-minute montage of them building a ship than we've right. seen in the previous five episodes of The Book of Boba Fett. Like, holy shit, Bryce Dallas Howard, you can direct the hell out of Star Wars. Get give, give her the tri- give her trilogy. Just yeah. saying, do it right now. Give it to her right I mean, now. And it's incredible too because I think in in the behind the scenes of uh, the first uh, Mandalorian uh, on Disney Plus, they have like a behind the scenes featurette thing. They were saying something about how the directors do have a say in how the story is constructed for their episode, so mm-hmm. they have input. So I wonder if uh, because the treatment and stuff was written by John Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard came in and says, okay. Here's how this episode is going to play out. Here's what's going to happen. And it's so wild to me that we got this wonderful, amazing episode, and it's about Mando. What? <laughs> what's, hap- what's happening here? I don't know. Coming out of left Dude, field. Yeah. You feel bad for him, by the way? I felt really bad for Mando until like, he finally got into a ship and started speeding around. Yeah, um, yeah for real. I don't real. know about y'all. Because uh, in this episode, it seems like he, uh, in the beginning, was looking for information, right? Like, he's, uh, he's sitting there in this butcher shop. And, and he's just like, yo, I'm here to see a guy. I know it's you. That, that whole thing was slick. The whole thing was slick. The guy's like, that doesn't, doesn't look like me. <laughs> he's like, listen. Yeah. And he says like. I'm about what you know. Yeah. And he says that badass line. I could take you in warm or I could take you in cold. I was like, oh, yeah, come on. Cool. Come on. Classic, classic line. And then the ballroom blitz ensues. What did you guys the, the, the think of the fight? I wasn't ready for him to cut the dude in half. Like, I did not think that's how that fight was going to end. And he went up, and I was like, he's going to stop it. Nope. That thing just went right through him. I know. He's he's operating with a lot of, um, you know, Michael Douglas and falling down, I feel like, right? Like, he's got that whole, like, you know, I hate everybody right now. And nobody really wronged him recently. Like, he just, you know, he had this situation where he had to give up the, the, the child. And sure, like, but that wasn't, like, that was his choice to let him go. Uh, and I think he's really regretting it, and he's taking it out in a weird way. <laughs> um, but for I, you know, the I do think the fight scene was a little bit messy though, because I didn't even see him originally cut his leg with a dark saber. Wait, and really? So after, 
No, I'm like, I don't know why I missed it. I might have been eating cereal, admittedly. Uh, poured the milk first at this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I had to transport it to another room, guys. Don't worry. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I missed that part, but I could have been distracted, honestly. So I'm like, well, you, what, how the fuck did yeah, you Yeah, you definitely had your head in the cereal bowl because uh, that, that's one of the things that I really liked about the fight is, is yeah. that uh, because Mando is a blaster, a blaster user, he's not really adept in awesome melee combat. Yeah, yeah d- d- just, like, uh, just like Boba Fett. You know, he didn't really have to use uh, the gaffy stick from, from the Tuscans, and they, they taught him how to use it. And I love that they made him slice him. So like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't know how to use that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have any skill in this thing. And they're like, oh, man, world building. Yes, that's how you keep us in in the reality of Star Wars world building. Oh, I, I I really like that part. He just slices himself up, and he's like, "Oh damn it, <laughs> this thing's dangerous." <laughs> it's so good, and he, and yeah, and Chris, and he cuts the guy in half. He's just like, "All right," <laughs> he starts chopping him up in pieces, and and, and I love like the little scene of like, "Hey," when he's exiting, he's just like, "Yo, uh, I, I I don't have any quarrel with any of you guys. I'm here to do a job." That's it. And again, again, goes back to character building, world building, shows who Mando is, shows his creed, shows the kind of guy he is. And it's just like, yeah, you can count on the fact that like we as an audience, we know how he is. So we believe him. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to like mess up these guys just for no reason. You know, like it, it, it's so good. And then we zoom out, right? He, he's there to get some information. He, he gets the bounty, cuts the guy's head off. And then we zoom out into this like halo world. What? <laughs> Yo, 100%. Yeah, I, I expected Master Chief to walk out of the side. I'm <laughs> expecting Matt Damon from Elysium, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need to get better. Where's those health pods? <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys say when you saw this? Like, I was like, Halo? Mass Effect? What are we doing? Is this the Citadel? Is Shepard going to come out? I'm Commander Shepard, and I love this story on the Citadel. It was Chris. an inside-out Coruscant, mm. is what it was. <laughs> oh, that's a good description. Inside-out Coruscant. Talk about it. Yeah. What was your uh, your your like? You were sitting there, and it zooms out to this incredible Star Wars Halo-like world. I was I was pumped because like all of like m- pretty much all of Mando, and pretty much and obviously like we've been on Tatooine the whole time on Book of Boba. Like we haven't spent a lot of time in like cities. For the yeah. most part, the only time that we've spent in cities is in the the prequels and some of Clone Wars. But for most, for the most part, it revolves around the Senate or the um, the Jedi Temple. Like, but beyond that, you don't see a whole lot. So, like, I that's a whole awesome environment to explore. And spoiler alert, that was also what we were supposed to get out of the friggin' third sequel trilogy as well. It was supposed to take place on the massive uprising on Coruscant and it would have ruled, but no, they had to throw out Colin Trevorrow's script because uh Ryan Johnson ruined it for everyone. Anyways, that I digress I digress. <laughs> but I do yeah. really like the fact that they had this world uh it was cool. It was different from what we've seen in now two series seasons of television. So it's great. So Mando was was doing this bounty for for this gangster so he can get some information on where the armorer is and uh, the, the the new uh, enclave of um, of Mandalorians because after the the, the events of uh, the first Mandalorian series uh, they had to leave that place and then they had to go find somewhere else. So he's like, okay, where are they at now? So he's been doing missions trying to find where they are. And then he finds them, and then we get this whole incredible scene with the armorer, with with the other uh, Mando, who was played by uh, John Favreau in the yeah. first one. But uh, uh, yeah. Jay Free Vizsla, oh, yeah. it wasn't. Sorry, he, it wasn't the same. Uh, guy. Yeah, no, his his last name is is Vizsla. It's like he is Vizsla. he is House Vizsla. He is a House he Vizsla. Is, 
So he's House Vizsla, so he is basically like a descendant of the character that uh, Jean, Jean Favreau played in Clone Wars. Yeah. So what's nuts about this episode, and we're going to get into details later, is that this episode has bits from basically every single Star Wars thing that's happened. There's stuff in there from Clone Wars, from Rebels, from the prequels, hmm. from the OG stuff. Like, all of that rolled into one episode is nuts. And that's part of this. You see... In the Clone Wars and Rebels, both of those tell this amazing story about Mandalore and uh, how House Vizsla actually, like, rose up and, like, started this crazy civil war on Mandalore. And, like, the fact that they did a throwback to that without... They did a throwback to that for folks that know what it is. They they give you enough that you understand what's happening, but you don't have to have watched, like, everything to understand, like, the significance of this guy and why he wants the Darksaber... Like, that's why this this episode was so freaking perfect. It was so well edited. It was so well cut, so well written. Everything about it, all wrapped up in this one bit. Big fan. Dude, in- incredible. Absolutely incredible. I-, I-, I love this whole scene with, with the armorer. I mean, she-, <laughs> she she's such a badass. Not only does she give us more lore, more world building and start. Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? All right. All these episodes before this do not matter now because this one slapped so hard and it kept us so locked in and i'm sitting the whole time like i can't believe it. we have the armor now talking about the dark saber telling the story of the dark saber giving some more lore you know e- even even stuff with like what's that on your back oh it's a spear i got it from this planet i got it from this thing and mm. uh yeah it's made out of best car and she was all right give it to me hmm it looks like it's a different grade of best car well this does more harm than good to mandalorian so let's uh let's let's smelt it let's smelt it down for uh for the next generation <laughs> and i was like damn there's so much in there there's 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 so much more added lore to stars right so we have different grades of Beskar, which we didn't get before. We have this whole lore and history that people didn't know because, uh, and I liked it too because some people don't watch the animated stuff at all. You know, like yes, some people from like the original trilogy, you know, like, uh, you know, like my, my family members who, who watch uh, Star Wars, they don't, they, they don't watch any of the animated stuff. So it just doesn't exist. Right. So, but they were able to keep up with like, oh, you know, this is Ahsoka Tano from the one episode of the Mandalorian because of, uh, you know, just the way that it's whole story. Like, okay, this is a Jedi. And like, okay, cool. And that's it. And uh, but yeah, now we're keeping up with the story here. I love how they're weaving it, and uh, and I like that they're big fans of video games because like not only did he go on this whole quest to return Grogu back to uh, his people, but now he's going on another quest (laughs) where he has to kind of redeem himself because uh, I want to get your guys' reaction on, on the fight that happened, right? Because uh, now we have uh, Mr. Vizsla there, the, the big swole Mando is just like, yo, how did you get the Darksaber? What the hell? Like, Vizsla is my is my family's name. That's that's mine, you know. And I love how uh, the armorer was training Mando to fight with the Darksaber. She's just like, son, listen, listen, you're fighting it. That's not, you, you're, you have to work with it. And uh, I want to ask you guys this, because it kind of seems like there's like, like, a, like a, a millionaire situation going on here. Because there are people who have used the dark saber that don't use the force. Moff Gideon mm-hmm. was able mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, stand his own ground against Mando against uh, Din Djarin. But for some reason, when Mando's using it, it becomes really heavy. You know, like like a dark matter, like like Munir type mm-hmm. thing. So, what do you think it takes for him to wield the dark saber? So they kind of go into this into uh, Rebels as well. Uh, so the dark saber, the story of the dark saber. Uh, is for the most part, there was a Mandalorian who became a Jedi. So 
that Mandalorian became a Jedi, like, has now the culture of two, like, great societies and you can fight like a Jedi, fight like a Mandalorian. And he needed a very special type of weapon. It couldn't just be a regular lightsaber. And so they end up constructing the Darksaber. So it's not just a regular lightsaber. It's a lightsaber that is specifically meant for Mandalorians to use. Um, so in Rebels, one of the characters named Sabine, who is, uh, who is a Mandalorian, uh, ends up getting it uh, and ends up also kind of similarly has to use it, but it, it, it works very different to the way normal lightsabers work, as well as unlike clearly anything a, a Mandalorian has ever really trained with. Uh, so it's very, it's very different. You basically have to stop fighting like a Mandalorian. You have to fight a little bit more like a Jedi. Uh, so it's kind of, but you also can't like just be a Jedi. You also have to be a Mandalorian. It's a weird thing. It's a weird <laughs> dichotomy that we have on there. Um, but it's, it's, it all ties in again. It's there a way to bring that lore that was in rebels closer to folks that didn't take the time to watch all the stuff. And it just, again, in a few lines of dialogue, bam, we're caught up. It's great. Yeah. Serge, I think you're right though, in the sense that like it has have a Mjolnir kind of, uh, property to it, let's call it. Um, I think what I was pulling from this episode is when the armorer was talking to him, it was much like the ancient one, um, in Doctor Strange, right? And I think her voice kind of reminded me of that right off the bat anyway, but she's saying like, you know, you're trying to force this, like you're forcing this, you're tiring yourself out. Um, and the ancient one in Doctor Strange was like, you know, you have, you can't beat a river into submission. Like you have to submit to it yourself. I feel like that's a similar thing that he's got to have to learn, um, is that he's going to need to just kind of almost listen to it like it was like a zampato or something like that from bleach you know what i mean <laughs> just like pay attention listen to what it's telling you and then just like kind of you know clear your mind right be all zen about it and then you'll be able to fight more like a jedi maybe he becomes a jedi who knows i don't think it's gonna get down that weird road but um i think he's gonna you know in the 11th hour find a way to use that effectively and not get tired out now do we think that since he's going to seek out Grogu, that he's going to ask Luke to help him train with the Darksaber. No, yeah, I, I think he's going to ask this Grogu. Show. There's only two episodes left, man. Like, and then, like how I are mean, they going to... I no mean, longer... You know what? I got a theory. So he's going to be like, Grogu, I'm an idiot. I don't know how to use this, right? He's going to talk to him because Grogu's actually 55 or 52 years old, right? <laughs> so Grogu is just going to use the force to move it around, and it's going to look like Mando is holding it, but really it's Grogu constantly flinging it around. Um, <laughs> look, look, like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> like, look at Yeah, a, exactly. Scooby-Doo exactly. antics are doing, yes, I'll help you out, father. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to hold on to it, but really the one who's controlling it is Grogu. And Grogu, oh it's going to be like a Ratatouille situation. <laughs> you know? He's going to keep him in his pocket. The crossing of Disney properties. <laughs> God, dude, there's so many, so many Disney's like, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> We've yeah, done know, it before, right? the Ratatouille. Oh, Please send the God. check. Ven Venmo me, I don't know. Dude, it's incredible. And uh, and and another cool thing about this, we get so many things out of this scene. Uh, the armor was telling uh, Dinjarin about the Siege of Mandalore and the, the, the Night of a Thousand Tears. So we get this incredible flashback to Mandalore and the Empire coming through and just wrecking shop. I mean, we're talking about the TIE bombers coming through. We have this like Terminator-esque looking scene with K2SOs and probe droids coming through. Like... Uh, did, did, did it blow your minds like it did mine, Chris? Like, it, what was your, what was your it thoughts? It was awesome. Yeah, it was. There, there are very few scenes in Star Wars that actually show, like, the terror of the Empire showing up. 
Um, obviously, this is one of them. Rogue One does a great job of it. Uh, and for those of you that actually played through like the quick six hour campaign of Battlefront 2, that also does a really cool job of like showing what happens when the Empire shows up and starts taking over. Um, but this was like definitely the the most like harrowing like oh my god that is more explosions than i think i've seen on screen like ever this is awesome um big ups again bryce killing it keep Abs- doing what you're absolutely doing. destroying it uh jay so a <laughs> call back to terminator where you got like the, the k the k2so bots and the pro droids coming through i was like yo look at this what, what was your what was going through your mind when you were seeing the the, the siege of landlord and the night of a thousand tears um it was I'm glad that they actually started the show because I was kind of like when they were talking about it uh, in the Mandalorian, you know, and they were uh, what Bo-Katan was talking about. I was like, yeah, that would actually be pretty cool to see. Like I was like, I want to see a series on that. You know what I mean? And see how some of the people escaped or see why, you know, some people may have been off planet for that situation and how they survived. Um, So I thought that was really cool. Uh, I kind of wish there was more, you know, um, that it delved into it a bit more, but uh, I'm glad they did at least give us a little sprinkle of that crack. So yeah, and it seemed like there was there was like a little bit of shade the armor was throwing at uh, Bo-Katan and her crew. She's just like, oh yeah, Bo-Katan's kind of messed up, and you know, wasn't she wasn't she wasn't that great of a leader, Morty? She just wasn't wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but my throat got a little raspy. I was like, all right, just 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 going to Rick, and uh, <laughs> she was like, yep, yeah, she because uh, she's talking about like the the curse. Of of the uh, the the what was it the night blade night oh my god brain fart dark dark blade she's all about the curse dark, of, dark, dark, the, dark the dark dark saber yeah. you know like if you don't win it in combat if you just give it to it like it it'll, it'll it'll ruin everything and that's kind of what happened with with Bo-Katan. I mean she, she yeah Sabine in Rebels Sabine yeah. just gave it to her she just handed it over and that's not it's uh, Harry Potter rules with the Elder Wand you gotta <laughs> right you gotta right right exactly. <laughs> In order for it to listen to you, yeah, and and Chris, because of that, do you think that substantiates this this curse that that like she she I I think she's basically saying that the fall of Mandalore happened because of Bo-Katan. Uh, kind. I mean, kind of. It's it was because she wasn't able to lead because the whole lore behind the dark saber is, and they talk they've talked about it a few times where the 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 Mandalorian that wields the dark saber will Rock. will bring all of Mandalore will lead all of Mandalore back and but it has to happen the right way right so why Bo-Katan, i wonder why <laughs> and uh bo katan who's whose sister used to be used to run mandalore before she was murdered uh and she didn't want to have anything to do with politics eventually tried to step up and do that but she didn't get it the right way and that's why she's pissed that's why at the end of the mandalorian she's pissed because now someone that is her ally is the one that has the dark saber, which means if she wants to be the one to wield the dark saber, she or someone else is going to have to take him out. Mm-hmm. Yo, that sucks <laughs> for real, for real. I mean, you had uh, Swolmander here, uh, a Vizsla, try a little little combat against against uh, Dinjarin. Yep. Be like, yo. That's mine. Let's get it. Armor's just like, hey, do you accept Mando? I was like, ooh, a little duel here. Because, yeah. you know, he was he was on Mando's nuts ever since, like, the, the other season, right? He's just like, yo, this this tiny Mando. Like, you're not really Mandalorian, yada, yada. Like, you know, we, we saved you and everything. You know, like, you don't mm-hmm. really honor us. Like, you probably take your helmet off all the time. And then, and then eventually he does. I know. I <laughs> he, know. Couldn't, he couldn't really, really, really answer, you know? So him, him winning the duel... It was was pretty cool, but then it's just like, all right, well, like Mando, have you taken off your helmet? He's just like, uh, and she's like, Mando, Dinjarin, come on, Mando, have you? He's just like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then she puts them on. Again, the story group here loves video games. We're on another. We're on a side quest here. I would love to play this. I'm I'm watching. I'm like I would love to play this. All right, you you get get into the battle. You're getting all these objects, these these relics, these equipment. You're you're upgrading yourself, and then now you got to go on another side mission for the whole. Or maybe it's the main mission now. You have to redeem yourself. Okay, Dinjan has to redeem himself by going to. What Prince said, wash yourself in the, in the, in the, in the, <laughs> in the pools of Lake Minotaur. <laughs> yeah, which is sad, yeah. right? Because he's like now excommunicated from this small group that he literally just joined. Um, and he just lost the child, you know what I mean? And now yeah. he's going through all this stuff and he's like looking for them. And then they just kick him out within a couple hours, it seems like. Um, but, but by the way, that knife that he uses to like... The vibroblade. The vibroblade, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So cool. It, it's, I it, love it's, in the, it's in the Old Republic. The in the Old Republic games. I'm like, yo, yeah. bring it. It's there. There's a weapon. It's a, it's canon. Yep. Bring it Bring it in. Oh, cool. Uh, first episodes of uh, Mando also, ha- uh, also had the uh, Gamorrean guards were mm. fighting each other using vibroblades as well. They were just bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty dope. But, 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 yeah. This is where I start to feel bad for Mando, right? I'm like, oh, man, like, this is like, he got kicked out of here. Now, what is he going to do? And then, you know, the show redeems himself, you know, redeems him later. But yeah, because you're talking because because of our creed, uh, the only way that you redeem yourself by taking off your helmet is going to Mandalore, going underground, and then like basically rebaptizing yourself in these pools, which is how I understand it. And he's just like, Mandalore's glass. What? What are you talking about? And she's just like, yeah. This is the way. <laughs> he's like, Damn, it out, bro. dude. Damn Shouldn't these. Damn these men! And, and it's any wonder that like the like Bo-Katan and the other Mandos are just like yo, these people are crazy. <laughs> I see it yeah, now. You start to see that other side for sure. You're like, oh, they are kind of they are kind of out there. <laughs> yeah, because because at first when when when, uh, when when Bo-Katan showed up and she's just like and took off for something, he's like, what? You guys aren't Mandos. You took off your helmets. And she's like, ah, you're one of those. <laughs> you're yeah. children you're one of those like, weirdos. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, Children of the Watch or something like that of the night. Something that sounds very Game of Game of Thronesy. And yeah. uh, and he's they're, just like, they're Hasidic Mandalorians. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, y'all are the crazy ones. Y'all, y'all are this cult. No one really likes you guys. And he's just like, no, no, no. There's only one way: the way of the Mandalore. And now he's like, damn it, damn these ways of the Mandalore. <laughs> he's like, this planet's destroyed. So I, I, I want to see that. I mean, uh, weren't you guys just like, yo, screw Boba Fett? <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> like, let's go. Oh, yeah. He's gonna go to Mandalore and go to this underground. And, and what, what does Mandalore look like nowadays? And what is this underground part? You know, so so let's talk about that for 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 a quick second. Obviously, this is going to go into the next uh, Mandalorian season. But what do you guys think is is going to happen? Is is there something tangible there for him to do on Mandalore? Is it destroyed? Is it far gone? What do you think I guess. Wait, first of all, is there going to be another Mandalorian season? Because I my yeah. understanding was that when the book of Boba Fett picked up, that this was done. But they're gonna there's there's gonna be more. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, supposed start, to be uh, filming it. Yeah. Beautiful. Didn't know that. I think it's. It, I think it's the end of this year. It's supposed to be. Yeah, that, that's the original oh, plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So if they stay on track, uh, we'll get that. But yeah, I mean, this is this is all the stuff that they're kind of like have been promising ever since they brought back Bo Katan. Like this is, this is where the whole thing's headed. Is is all of this Mandalorian lore in the background, and this just builds on it. But again. How the hell does this? Why does this actually matter to the book of Boba Fett? Like, don't get me wrong, it rules, but it's so far off the beaten track. We only have two episodes left for them to resolve. I don't know anything. 
A crime lord war? Yeah, I know, right? It seems like you're kind of squeezing it in there at the end. Um, but yeah, like I understand he's like they're doing like a, a mini like end game Avengers mashup where they're getting all these different people, you know? And, I don't know. It's uh, more of a defenders. Let's be let's be honest. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe Doc even Chris. the Revengers. Damn, Doc Chris with the with the spice there. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. If anyone's seen yeah. that on Netflix, you know what he's talking about. It just it's just like the <laughs> beaver. Yeah, it's 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 the, the wish version of Avengers. That's <laughs> right. The Avengers Daredevil. Daredevil's the good season. Those yeah. are the good series. We're good. But uh let's 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 go to uh <laughs> Ah yes, the quest for the Amandalorian. <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah, coming in. Yeah, everyone's just giving this show the sauce. Holy crap. But uh uh moving on, he's like, All right, I gotta go do that. Fine, but first I need a ship. So I, I love how like it, it, are they working in their 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 Disney Cruise Line Starline Cruiser thing? Is that what that transport ship is going to? Because he goes to this transport ship, and to me, like it, it, I think it doesn't have like the same name as a Disney Cruise, like the Starline or I something think like it that. Does. I and I have yeah. a problem with that because if I'm not allowed to bring my fucking weapons on a Disney crew line, like he's not allowed to bring his weapons on, on this cruise line, I'm not going, dude. <laughs> this gets clipped out and it gets into the uh, the right wing conservative part of the internet. They're like, this guy Jason is right. This guy Jason is right. Let's idolize him. Yeah, let's, 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 like what? freaking out happy right now. <laughs> what an American. What an American. <laughs> he just goes into like oh all day. You get rights of weapons on cruise liners <laughs> Jay's Mike, we see Jay, fast forward to Jay's Mike and Joe Rogan it's just like yes you had this idea and it's a great thing you said and I love it it's great and I'm like yeah Joe I don't know why I'm here man I'm, <laughs> I'm very left leaning and I think you should get the vaccine dude oh man by the way if you guys haven't Google oh, sidetrack Joe Rogan has very weird nipples Google it. So uh, moving on. Right. <laughs> moving on. So yeah. So he's like, okay, I need I need a ship before I can do any of this stuff. I need to go see Grogu. Oh yeah. The um, uh, let's let's rerun for for a little bit. So uh, another cool part I, I like about this whole little Mandalorian uh, enclave is that when when the armor talks to Dinjarin about the spear that he acquired and saying how it's more of a detriment to Mandalorians because it can pierce Mandalorian armor than anything right. else. She's like, let's uh, let's just smelt it down. Like, what what should I make? Because these things should be armor. Best car is supposed to be for armor, not for weapons. She said. But also made whistling birds made out of best car. <laughs> Not mm. for weapons, by the way, but also made whistling birds, which were made out of best car. Whistling birds are tools first, Sergio, <laughs> then weapons second. Okay. okay, is that how they look at him? They look at him as like like like, like a like a nice garden hose or a rake. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. I, I just I use that as uh, for my argument for why knives are okay to carry in your pocket. True, it's true, a tool true. first, not a weapon. Actually, true survival. But uh, <laughs> and uh, he think. What do you think she made for Grogu? Because it looks like there's some some medieval chain link looking. I I well I thought she put like wrapped up a ball. You know the ball that he's trying to get on um, the Razor Crest all the time yeah. and like his like manual uh, stick. no way. Something dumb like that. I really do think it's something stupid um, <laughs> that he could just give to the child and then be like, okay, see now I gave this to you. It's an accessory. Uh, Chris, what do you think she made for him? Uh, I I think it's some kind of chainmail. I mean, it's it it's something that kind of you know wraps up in that nice little cloth yeah. thing that also has Grogu style ears on it. I was like, oh, that's weird. That's so but, Disney. Uh, it's so maybe it's like Disney. <laughs> it might as well be Mickey Mouse ears and with no brim. Big eyes, yeah, <laughs> big eyes, big ears. So <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm thinking some sort of chain mail, something a little different. Uh, either that or the most adorable friggin' Mando helmet ever. That oh, that would be insane. That would be insane. Ugh. So everyone so, just would die. 
So so Chris is saying uh, chainmail vest. Uh, Jay is saying like a ball of some sorts. Uh, and in chat, we're saying it's an accessory. I was hoping for a Viking style helmet from Noble Harbo. <laughs> that'd be sick, right? Because like, you know to to help him uh, cover himself, you know. Uh, that'd be, that'd actually be, be pretty dope. Um, I'm not sure because obviously I, I, at first I was just like, oh, is it, is it gonna be like a Beskar lightsaber help? But then I don't think she wouldn't know how to make a, a lightsaber. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, that's gonna be out of there. Of course you wouldn't. Uh, but then, she, but she also knows so much. Hmm. But then when I saw like the, the chain links, like, oh, wait, it's some kind of chain link vest thing. And maybe that'll come in later on because we saw Moff Gideon try to shoot him. At one point, and then Jaren yeah. had to like duck in the way, so maybe he was just like, "Hey, there was a moment where <laughs> this maniac uh, Moff tried to shoot him. So what if he had armor? You know, uh, so a Beskar lined robe. Oh, oh, so a Jedi robe with Beskar in it, kind like of a, like uh, kind of like a, kind of like like a play yeah. on in like Lord of the Rings, where in like uh, he had like the mithril like 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 thing yeah. that, that, that kid like you know sword couldn't pierce through. Maybe something like yep. that that a blaster can't go through. That'd be sick. And lightsabers, man. Mm. So get a guys. Remember, mm-hmm. he cannot. Uh, Beskar can block lightsabers. That's a thing. Very true. Very true. So get a guy saying a basic belt, calling it a codpiece. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> Disney. Yeah, Disney's like, you know, we should make a little codpiece. <laughs> I mean, crazy things that happens. We, we we did have that stupid episode with the Power Rangers gang and the and the, the Vespa bikes. Um, so who knows at this point, they can do whatever and they'll just go along with it. Like, I don't, what was going on in that meeting? You know, be great, colorful, like, like bikes, like on, on, on Tatooine, this, this, this colorful <laughs> gang of teenagers with attitude. I'm like, what the hell's going on in that meeting? What the hell? I'm like, like were, were they, were they watching Rick and Morty? And they're just like, oh, what if we did like these, these Vesper scooters and these bikes and this kid? Anyway, 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 moving on to this. It's so weird. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway. Um, so he, he gets, he gets on the cruiser and he gets onto, uh, he gets onto, to the planet, right? And he goes, he's in, uh, in Mos Espa and we get, uh, a little cameo of the, um, oh no, I had her name pulled up and everything. Amy What's Sedaris. Yeah. And we get, uh, Amy Sedaris who, uh, Kelly Motto. <laughs> yeah. Who's like, uh, he's making ships and stuff. We'd be sorry in, in the, the first man or anything. Does her humor work for you guys? Real question. Uh, it's fine. It's you know it, it's over the top. It's it's Amy Sedaris, like, it's fine. She's quirky enough that she's got that she's got that silly street cred. So I'm I'm gonna give it to her. What do you mean, Jay? Uh, I didn't realize that that was Amy Sedaris. Um, Strangers with Candy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that. That's kind of crazy. Um, I never liked Strangers with Candy. It always made me uncomfortable. But <laughs> same. Like, like I don't know, but like she's really like so. It's weird that Strangers with Candy made me uncomfortable, but Kins in the Hall, I loved. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's it's right <laughs> up the same street. Right? I, I, I can see that being your type of humor. <laughs> well, of course, man. They're Canadians. Like, what, what do you expect? You know, yeah. I better, yeah. would be happy with what they can deliver. No, but um, she's cool. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. For for, for, the most, for the most part, I, I think she, she does a really good job when, uh, when the humor's not... Two force. I, I see it as like John Fry was like, "Hey, you know, one of my, my good friends from back in the day. Let's uh, let's let's get her some work and be, be, be really really wacky." Um, there are some parts where it's actually really really funny when she talks about uh, how she hooked up with, with with the Jawa to explain why she can speak yeah, Jawa East, right. and she's like, "Fun fact, they're furry," and it's just like added lore <laughs> <laughs> in the most weird way ever. 
it's good to see the CEO of Who Asked is still busy. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> he's in Star Wars meetings now. Who knew the CEO of Who Asked? He's like, yeah, but what are Jawas like underneath there? I don't know. Let's put it in a line about other furry. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's put it. In. Why not? I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. It's like, what added official canon lore now? That's okay. Yep. Let's go for it. So I, I found that pretty hilarious in her doing the whole thing. But to me, she, she's a bit too too modern. Like uh, when when when, Man, when Mando first walks in, Din Djarin first walks in, and he's talking to her about, "Hey, uh, I asked you to get me like a new Razor Crest. Like, what, what what do you got?" And then she goes, "You got the cash." I'm like, "Cash? It's fucking credits, calamari flan? Cash? <laughs> did did All no right. one look at the script? Are we forgetting we're making Star Wars? It's a it's a little nitpicky, but it, 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 she she kept like using language like that that kind of brought me out of it and the way she acts too for for me is too modern and it brings me out of star wars but positive thing i can then put my face down into my food and not pay attention but mm -hmm. i do want to pay attention but it kind of it kind of takes me out of it so she's like hey you got the cash i'm like she said <laughs> she said cash the hell what are, are, we, are we gonna start that's it's weird <laughs> okay um <laughs> but i do like this thing and what do you guys think of uh <laughs> she reveals to him i didn't get you a razor crest you asked for something similar, okay? Because he's like, what is this? We see a Naboo fighter, an N1 starfighter. My God. I was like, yeah. I got really excited at first because all you saw was like one side engine shape underneath the thing. And I was like, that was pod. I was like, oh my God, are we about to get a pod race? I thought so too. I thought so too, dude. At first, and then, <laughs> then when I noticed the rest of it, I was like, oh no, that's a Naboo fighter. Oh, I was like, all right, cool. All right, that's right, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yo, we get a reveal here, Chris. And it's insane. I didn't think this was this was gonna be in this show or mentioned no. at all. I mean, we we would hope to fans were you know buzzing in like, hey, love this game. Can we see something live action? And we got BD one. I'm pretty sure that this was not an accident by any stretch. Uh, for one thing, so BD. Well, they call him BD. Um, we've seen a droid like this, if not the same one, called BD one from the uh, EA respawn smash hit um, Jedi Fallen Order, which rules. I. I'm still in the middle of playing it. I know it's a couple years old, but I, I got to it a little late. Um, but I'm loving it. It's, it's great. It's, it's so fun. good. I haven't so started also, yet. Also announced this week is that the company that made that game, Respawn, is uh, has been announced that they're working on three new Star Wars titles. Yes. We all, don't know about it. All we know is Respawn is working on them, uh, which may mean that one of those may be another Fallen Order game, in which case this might be a little uh, synergy action going on where they're like, let's throw in this robot. That way we get people hyped about this little robot come from who's bd let's look it up oh jedi fallen order that's cool i want to play this game man that game was great i wonder if they make any other star wars games oh look they're dropping a new one now i'm wondering if that's the situation we're in right now anyways not they, mad about they, it they, 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 they did say in the past press release they are making a jedi game but they didn't say fallen order but they did in the press release there was a jedi game coming amongst the games that they're uh coming out with and in respawn we trust man because fallen order is good i do believe i think it's still free uh on twitch gaming so if you go i think it's like twitch.gaming something like that just like google twitch gaming and you hook up your amazon prime account to twitch and you can get it for free right now so if you don't have jedi fallen order get it through that way for free it's worth it it's a great game the controls are great people who came from uh games like star wars the force and Least, where you just hack and slash and do things over the top it's kind of a refreshing thing where you have to like really really uh hone in on the combat kind of like your souls ish game closest comparison um, and, and the story's really good. The character's great. The environments are, are beautiful. It, it was just a really, really good game. So I can't wait to see what else they're coming out with.
Yeah. yeah, but yeah, BD. That happened in this. But yeah, see, I was like, it's BD. It's 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 a BD unit. Like, awesome. let's go, and it looks so good live action. It looks great. It does. Yeah, it has like great emotion too, right? Because it's all nervous and it's like kind of rolling out slowly. You know, kind of greeting everybody. Good job. Perfection. Uh, so then they fix up this fighter, and then I know I talked about I wanted a pod racing sequence, but we basically got a pod racing sequence <laughs> it was just in a fighter he yes. goes, they go through beggars canyon they go they actually go through yeah. the same pod racing track that, that we amazing. saw in episode one which is arguably one of the only good things about episode one that rules <laughs> yes that that north mall but uh that north mall yeah. and the soundtrack that's we can agree those three things are the only good things about this Dude, while, 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 while he was going through uh the, the can that we saw in episode one from the the, the, the boon to eve event i was like chris must be so happy right now i was just like, <laughs> like yo my man got what he wanted because <laughs> yeah at first when they, they pulled the, the covers over like oh it's an engine is it a pod race engine and then they saw the the, the, the naboo fight I'm like oh and then it, she's like take it for a I'll spin i'll take it man and he went, I was like, that was amazing. Like, come on. And like the, it had like the same ramps, the same route, yep. everything. It's just like, they're doing a lot of remember this, remember that, but this is done. I don't care. This is done really well. I loved it, dude. It was so great. I was like, yo, let's get the pod racer. And then he opens it up and goes into space. I was like, let's go. This thing moves. And uh, we got a nice little uh, sequence here where uh, <laughs> I'll call back to the man, the other Mando episode where two uh, Republic fighters uh, <laughs> in their X-Wings come over and they're like, oh, hey, uh, you're flying out of here without some registration. Like, oh, yeah, we just built it. Um, didn't get on it yet. And and one of the guys is uh, the guy from uh, the, the other episode of Mandalorian where, where we had yeah. the child in the ice cave with, with, with the spiders. I'll harken back to a Rolf from uh, McCory painting, really deep drive there. But then the other X-Wing fighter was the double for Luke Skywalker in the finale of The Mandalorian. That's who oh, that I fighter is. That. Yeah, is that's that who the, it was? That yeah, that's perfect sense. Yeah, that's the guy oh, that's cool. who played Luke Skywalker, you know, before they put the uh the face on, on him. Yeah, but that's who that guy is. I was like, oh man, good for him and good for them that for doing out. that. That was amazing. I love how he was like the rookie and, <laughs> and so yeah. he's like, Are we gonna chase after him? It's just like holy crap. You wanna fill out paperwork for the rest of the day? <laughs> that was nope. good. So, Aren't those the, aren't those the Rangers of the Republic? Isn't that what they are? Isn't that what I like in that episode so. when they were talking to um oh my gosh, what's Gina Carano's character? Whatever they yeah. talked to Gina Ooh. Carano and talked about Rangers of the Republic, like that she should join the Rangers, um in in Mando. So I'm wondering if again this is like okay we're gonna tie all these things and make you know slide in little backdoor pilots for all of our other shows again. Um, but whatever, it was a fun little sequence. I was not mad about it. Great. It was it was great. Like, uh, and, I, and I love how they uh, they put in two two little mentions in here, two little uh, bits of foreshadowing. I think. So what do you guys think? One, uh, Mano talks about, hey, um, what happened to the droid compartment thing? And she goes, oh, I hollered it out. It's it's all tech, yeah. whatever. You guys think they're gonna put Grogu in that? <laughs> One thousand percent. That's yeah, not even. It's not there's even. No a way that they can't. Right? Like there'd be no, there'd be a, a good uprising. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right like you got mando sitting there because he's sitting nice and tight because it's it's a it's a fighter jet and then you see that grogu right behind him like you know it's like a little little uh, goose and maverick action the other thing uh that they said was um this this uh N- N- naboo fighter that they rebuilt and put together 
Um, it has a drive in which it can kind of, it's kind of like, like, like NOS and Fast and Furious where it doesn't boost, like speed up to hyperdrive, but it has this old drive where like, if you punch it, it goes faster than almost any ship because it's, it's a jet fighter essentially, which makes sense. You put on the afterburners. So I wonder why they, they, they honed in on that. What do you think is going to happen with that? What's your guess? Some kind of space battle, some kind of thing where they're going to need to run some kind of, I, I wonder what's going because well, there's really, going to be some really dogfighting for sure, I think. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're due for we're due for a good dogfight. Um, again, we only have two episodes left. I highly doubt we're going to get it in this show, but like, give me some good, give me some good dogfighting. I want it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and one more thing, there was um, uh, I love the sequence of of when they're they're building the the, the, the Naboo fighter right and uh, the the Jawas can get any any part that Amisadaris wanted and he was like really anything okay I'll start listening to parts and one of the parts that came back was this long rod this this blah 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 Star Wars <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there was a lot of Star Wars mumbo jumbo I'm a Star Wars fan but there's a lot of Star Wars mumbo jumbo didn't she say uh, flux capacitor at some point though yeah I was just like wait what <laughs> are we in a they different said a lot of, they said a lot of stuff I was cracking up at that point where they were just they were just saying fucking what Ever, <laughs> went off. Yo, yeah, yeah, exactly. Out. She's like, you got to go get the European spizzler that shoots out <laughs> bubbles out of the muffler of this thing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> you got to get the part where you start with the Garf like It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. We're just we're just combining every bit of like whatever mumbo jumbo. But the one part he was asking the Jawas for uh, was was this long rod looking thing. He was like, what? You got one of these? How did you get one of these? And uh, and I didn't figure this out myself. Like, like I found it on another channel where uh, that long rod-looking thing was uh, a throwback to when uh, they were in the trash compactor. Luke, Han, and Leia were in the trash compactor. Oh, they yeah. put up that pole to kind of hold the walls apart. They were like, oh, like we got it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, what that yeah. was. I was like, oh, <laughs> deep dive. Damn, dude. This is, yeah, exactly. This is, a lot of that shit goes over my head for sure. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's fun. Huh? Everybody Bro. else is like, take notes, motherfucker. <laughs> not having a photographic memory my bad bro i love that because that's me. definitely john favre and dave floating just nerding out like yo we got to go Absolutely. in with this we got to and because a lot of those are probably like canon names from some other ship and some other parts some other thing but it's just like you got a deep dive and I, there's, there's probably people who and i love the star wars fandom right because there are probably people who are ship experts who just solely focus people who focus on weapons people focus just on jedi lore people who focus on sith that's why i love star yeah. wars so people who know like all like the ship lore and the engines inside and out and all this sort of stuff because apparently going to the sequels uh when Paul Dameron's being taught how to fly an X-wing they were teaching him you have to like motion and act that you're turning it on and doing th certain things in a certain order and he's like really he's yeah. like yes the fans know and he's like what and he said it in an interview he was like <laughs> he's like I loved that he said I actually as an actor I love that because like okay I have to do this sequence first like this then this and I have to do this whenever accountability exactly yeah and he said he loved that he had to do things like that because the fans would know and he was and I Dude, was like I just and I just watched the worse. new Ghostbusters movie, and we watched some of like the behind the oh, scenes stuff. Oh, it was great! Stuff. I loved it. And uh, first of all, uh, awesome. But uh, Jason yeah, Reitman, it? there's a scene uh, in the, the behind the scenes things where he's like showing uh, showing some them how to exactly turn on the uh, the actual whatchamacallit shooter thing. I can't think of the name right now. And uh, the proton packs, how to actually turn it on in the correct sequence because people are going to get pissed about it. Yeah, it was great. Wow. 
that's so would dope. recommend I, I i love that i love just getting into the weeds of this stuff <laughs> it's great um so yeah he now has uh, a naboo fighter which uh that that also i'm like are they are they are they padding this out are they killing time because that took a long time i mean it was in a, it was yeah, a long time. i was saying it was weird that they went into that so deeply just to re-enter a character that's not even about this show right now you know what i mean I'm like i'm glad that they did it because i enjoyed it but like thinking about this like pragmatically like that didn't make sense to do any of that yeah and I, I, did. I agree man it's 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 so i mean i i you know no smoke to disney and and the, the story group and sean john favre because it, it does take a lot to put this kind of thing together as someone who works in in uh production it takes a lot to put this stuff together there's a lot of there's a lot of teamwork there's a lot of talkings a lot of like uh, uh meetings and then when you got to put the story together there's a lot that goes into it but it's they make some questionable choices and i don't understand especially to have a fire episode like this I know, with the man. rest of boba fett and then towards the end we get um and by the way go back to, to to that sequence where with the naboo fighter and he's flying it it looks so good Holy yeah. crap! That yeah. sequence was amazing. I, I know you guys have some good sound systems, some good TVs out there. I mean, I, I, how did it look in your living rooms where you guys watched it? Oh, it felt real good. It was <laughs> it was some surround sound goodness. Let me tell you that. <laughs> oh, I watched it right here with these headphones on, man. This is this is my shit now. I'm not allowed now that I'm a married man. I'm not allowed to go out there and use that television. <laughs> <laughs> it started the bad, the hard boundaries and the lines drawn in the same. <laughs> Oh, and I love it. That's great. But yeah, it was just, it was so beautiful. It reminded me of the moment in, in Harry Potter, right? Where, uh, uh, in one of my favorite movies, um, the Prince of Azkaban, where he, he's on Buckbeak. It's the best and, movie. and to, it's, it's the best Harry Potter movie, you know, cause like yep. he's feeling, he's feeling isolated. He's feeling alone. There's not really much joy in his life. And, uh, you know, Buckbeak is this creature that, you know, you have to bow to it. It's a creature of honor, stuff like that. It's very temperamental. And it, it immediately just like kind of like, uh, uh, you know, acquiesces to Harry Potter. And then he goes on this beautiful sequence where not only does he let it, the, the Buckbeak, let him touch it but he gets on on it and he there's beautiful sequence mm -hmm. of them just like flying through and he's free and he feels great and i was just like this reminds me of that like the music was great man was just in this naboo fighter he's cutting loose he's letting him because the razor crest was with him for god knows how long that was his baby you know that you know, but now he has this thing he built together because a part of you know Mandos they built craft things, and then he's just letting loose and yep. flying. And you, you, even though he his helmet is on, this is another thing where Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, in direct because this is directing, right? You get the conveyance of emotion, right? Like you, even though he has his helmet on, you can tell he's jo enjoying himself. It's great, Jay. No, sir, you were, you're absolutely right. I didn't have the the same thought with Buckbeak, but I had the same thought with How to Train Your Dragon when he jumps on Toothless and he goes for mm -hmm. a ride for the first time, and he's just like, also Whoa. a great franchise, by the way. Yeah, very good. absolutely, dude. And that movie made me fucking sob. At the end. But anyway, <laughs> same. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, when he took his helmet off and he had a beard just like me, that was so touching. <laughs> um, Viking J. You know, the kids <laughs> met each other's kids and the dragon kids and stuff. No, um, but yeah, that's the same thing. You also, like, it was so smooth and so detailed, right? Where if it's driving slower, it's driving like Vin Diesel's car, right? Like, I was expecting Vin Diesel to show up and be like, oh, family, we need to ride this thing. You know, you didn't even have your car. I mean, um, it does have, <laughs> you never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> it did have NOS, though. This this Naboo fighter does have NOS. It does, right? But, yeah. But when she's explaining it to him and saying, like, listen, like, you know, you have to drive it as it's meant to be driven and then that thing's just cutting through the sky like nobody's business one right? mile at a time <laughs> which is also the same thing uh she's they said about the dark saber 
you gotta use the exactly. dark saber like it's meant. So it's all tying. It's all tying Ooh, back together, guys. Yeah. This, this is how he learns. Absolutely, it's it, it's it's incredible. And he 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 blasts off away from the uh, from the tie fighters. He comes back, and then he's just like, "All right, I got some stuff to do." Uh, and then uh, Mr. Darius is like, oh, there was alarm that went off, but it's okay. And then here comes Fennec Shan. She's like, yo, what up? What up, Mando? We're going to need some muscle. And he's like, Boba Fett? Yeah. All right, let's get it. And then and then I believe he says he has to see your friend first? Yeah. Who who in this uh, Defenders uh, Avengers style thing, who do you think he's going to get? Obviously, it's not Karen. Grogu. No, I think he said he's got to go to see Grogu. Uh, but I think I think that's going to be for the Mandalorian show. I know that's why I'm mad. I don't know what's supposed to happen because they just brought him in just to send him away, and there's only two freaking episodes I'm telling left. You, I'm telling you, he's going to go see Grogu. Grogu's going to sit inside his helmet on top of his head and pull his hair, <laughs> and so he can swing his dark saber without any problem. Just he's gonna mm. he's gonna he's gonna tootie him. Either so, that or they're going to jump ahead in time for the next couple episodes and Mando's going to be back and then season three of Mandalorian is showing what happened to him after he left Tatooine and came back, which is whoa. upsetting if that's how they actually do it. But like at this rate, there's only two more episodes left. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. And uh, Noble Arm in the chat also thinks he's going to go get Grogu as well. I, I think that's too. I think they're saving that because like that's a big tease to incentivize people yeah. to watch. The next, you know, because he has this quest where he has to redeem himself, right, into the new Mandalorian uh, enclave because um, he took off his helmet. He's got to go to Mandalore and into the, the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Watch yourself, Chad Murphy. Um, and he has to go get Grogu. He has this thing we haven't seen yet, this literal J.J. Abrams, like, like puzzle mystery box thing, uh, this little MacGuffin. <laughs> we, we, we need to see what that is. These are all amazing things to incentivize people. Keep subscribing to Disney+. Plus. We're going to get into it. Let's let's get it popping. You're like, damn it, I got to keep subscribing. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder who he's, he's going to get. Because I, I don't think it's Grogu. You guys think it's Grogu. It's obviously not Cara uh, Dune. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Bill Burr? <laughs> he gets Bill Burr? He's like, hey. Oh, it would help to have an imperial sniper. You know? Yep. 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 It would work. Would work pretty or is well. he gonna go get? Is that bot still walking around? That's voiced by uh, Taika Waititi. The, no, it died, dude. It exploded. Oh, IG, it did. Ig right? eleven. Yeah, it yeah. It sacrificed itself. Yeah. Oh right, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a robot. But there's multiple. Right? I, there's multiple IG units around though. He's one of many. Right. That's true. That's true. Or or, or imagine it's like, <laughs> imagine it, it's it's Luke. <laughs> he phones a friend. You know, I, I, that I would know. be just so overkill. It I comes think. back again, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would. I would just be like, "What the fuck's happening right now?" I'm done. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. So, uh, next episode, episode six. It's funny because uh, if you were to ask me where this episode was going to go, I was trying to predict like what would happen. You know, I thought it was going to focus on Bubble Fit, but it didn't at all. I mean, we got this incredible story. Um, we got a Mandalorian episode. I mean, this was a good Mandalorian episode. Nothing to do with the book of Boba Fett. So I don't I, because they did this. I have no idea what the next episode is going to be. What do you guys? What do you guys think? I get nothing. Um, next episode, episode, those friends that he's going to go get. Actually, he's going to get the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be more Disney and then more Disney Plus Plus. So oh, I have man. no idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to 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 see what's gonna happen in the end here because uh, you know Bubba has to go face off against the Pikes. They've got uh, a lot of firepower on their side. He's got to bring everybody in. He's got Black Chrysanthemum. He's got the the Power Rangers VR Troopers, Beetleborgs gang. 
Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're colorful. That was, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know, they're all going to bring their colorful, candy-coated uh, Vespas from uh, Luca, another Disney property. Um, <laughs> so Groot is going to root them all. Oh, man. Yeah, big bad Beetleborgs. If you know, you know. Um, God, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. But yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy. So Bubble Fett is amounting that there's this army, there's this crime mob family. So who who knows what's going to happen here? And they'll bring Zoids. Imagine they're bringing like their own version Dude, of don't like tell Zoids. Me. Yeah. Oh, love me some Zoids. It'll be sick. Now, uh, one thing people are seeing and people are hoping some Star Wars fans is that in the last episode, maybe the next one, uh, we're going to see some bounty hunters and some hired muscle on the Pike side because they have a lot of money. They're running Spice. Um, so people are thinking uh, something along the lines of Cad Bane. Oh, that would be that would rule. What do you think, Chris? Uh, live action Cad Bane coming? They could do it pretty easy. I mean, he's already basically. He, I mean, he, basically, he's already that, an animated character. So let's CG the hell out of him. Is that the uh, the dual wielding uh, like Voldemort looking dude? <laughs> yeah, because there's no nose. Um, the, the, the blue yeah. guy, yeah, kind of. He's like a, a a kind of a goofy. Uh, who's the who's the alien? Uh, co-pilot from Futurama. Uh oh wow. Wait, what? what? Future, uh, Futurama Zap Brannigan's co-pilot. Oh, uh, uh Kiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kiff that's who he kind of reminds me of, except the guy's way more except uh Cad Bane is way more badass. Cad Bane is Kiff Kroger's is super badass. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cad Kroger. Give, <laughs> yeah. oh, get man. my shirts. <laughs> oh, that's Kiff right. Got himself Did, pregnant. Although we had a uh, Cad Bane showed up in Bad Batch as well, um, which is also coming back pretty soon, which is great. But uh, yeah, so I mean, he's he's around. Let's cool. see what happens. I'd love to see again. We're pumped to see a lot of the animated stuff come to live action. I think they've, they're teasing a bunch of it happening in probably more of Ahsoka. But like, again, the season two of Mando, every episode is basically a trailer for another property. So like, <laughs> keep them coming. Seriously, I mean, they did a great job uh, with uh, Ahsoka Tano becoming live action. Rosario Dawson absolutely uh, killed it. Uh, Asajj Ventress. Asajj Ventress. Mm. Also badass. Also someone that they brought back for 12 seconds and then who knows where she's hanging out. But yeah. that would be cool. She's available. She's, you know, not dead. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 Danny Trejo's uh, character in this, who's a Beastmaster now for the Rancor, mentioned uh, Dathomir. So yeah. maybe they'll tap into yeah. some of the characters from there. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's incredible. I hope they do bring bring uh, some stuff from from the animated into here because I think it makes for great storytelling. I can't wait for the uh, Ahsoka Tano show because uh, like as as much as I, I watch the animated stuff and try to enjoy it, well, it wasn't for me. I don't if 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 you like it, that's perfectly fine. I love that there's Star Wars things for everybody, but. It coming to live action. Uh, I mean, you've got my attention. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> he's gonna go bring um Han because Han's still alive in this currently, right? Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, but, it's true. That would be, but also too crazy. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. I understand. I understand. He's just gonna do it. That'll be too crazy. Also, other thing people are saying is, uh, I, and I, I completely forgot about her from the Han Solo movie. Uh, Kira, who's played by uh, Amelia Clark. You know, oh, how right, she, right, right. yeah, yeah. So, so remember how she, she's she's a part of the other gang um, that that Darth Maul rules over the uh, what is it, the Crimson Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn. Yeah. So, so Darth Maul has this gang, uh, the, the Crimson Dawn, 
and she was being trained by him. You know, she was like her, her the right mm-hmm. hand. And uh, at the end of the solo movie, she was sent off to do stuff and things. So, I, and actually, the 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 Pikes are actually a part of the like Crimson Dawn network. So that's actually not a bad move Ooh. at all. Because the whole again back to fun Clone Wars stuff. Uh, part of what Darth Maul did was he took all it's all of the different like big families, uh, big crime families, and kind of united them together uh, under the banner of Crimson Dawn. Um, including the Black Sun, so, like, Shizor's planet, uh, the Pikes, like, everyone. So that's not a bad move. That could happen. That'd be sick. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, sick because everyone's just everyone's just kind of salivating that this thing is going to come down to like a like a like a gang war, like a big yeah. gang war. So they're bringing all guns on on both sides. I mean, Boba's Boba's uh, getting his crew together. The Pikes, you know, like got to be. So I hope that if anything, the next episode uh, is probably going to be a banger, and then the last episode, it's got to be huge. I mean, the it's got to be the guns of Navarro. It's got to be the bomb. It's got to be everything possible because I, I, this this episode proved that they're, they 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 can do it. They, this episode proved that they can give us something crazy and something substantial and something good. So I, I, hopefully we get something amazing in the next episode. But uh, well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. We we'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.